Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Down the line, Jeff came in, gave us a lift. Obviously, Emmanuel, George, Joe had a terrific game. It's good to see him making plays, you know, being aggressive, shooting the ball. So, you know, a lot of things for us to to build on. That's Quinn Snyder talking about the Jazz bench and how they performed against Milwaukee. The bench has been giving up a lot of runs, but in Milwaukee, they went on a run, gave them a boost, and they'll need it tonight against the Pacer team, whose record isn't all that glorious. They're ten and six. But they look really tough at home, 7-2, and two, PK. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a what? Battle. A battle. Jazz and the Pacers tonight. Rudy Gobert has missed a couple of games, and he is questionable for the third game. So the Jazz may be without him again tonight. Have an update for you later today here on 97.5 at 1280. Oh, keep it locked. We'll have the latest. Sweet. Jazz two-way player Jarrell Brantley, 31 points. Is he going to be the next Royce O'Neal? He's playing for the Salt Lake City Stars in the G League. They beat up on Rio Grande Valley. I don't know. Somebody following in the steps of Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, working their way up. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Number one thing, we're healthy. You know, we got a lot of guys back. It's, it's just hard when um, you go through a training camp and you don't got two of your stars playing. Me and Paul is out the whole training camp. So now we're back. We're healthy. We're just waiting on Landry to get back, and we can keep moving forward from there. The Clippers get the win. That's Kawhi Leonard talking about his health, Paul George's health. They beat the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas, and that was pretty decisive, PK. 114-99. to They built that lead in the first half they're up at halftime big and 13 and 5 Lakers and Clippers an all LA Western final that would be brutal Denver won last night and they're keeping themselves right in the mix early on they've only got three losses they look pretty pretty rock solid out of the gate here unstoppable I would say unstoppable whatever you're talking about yeah they've been stopped comes down to stops and goes comes down to stops and goes. Denver has a six-game win streak after their 117-104 win over the Wizards. Six in a row and still only three losses on the year. Tonight, want to watch a little basketball. ESPN's got the Lakers and Pelicans tonight. Also, the Clippers are going back-to-back. We'll see if Kawhi Watching goes back-to-back. Jazz. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. night after BYU lit up UCLA it was all Kansas tonight and you can rock chalk it up the Jayhawks win 71 to 56 BYU losing in the semis in Maui and before that you heard Stephen F. Austin the layup at the buzzer and Duke number one in the country falls at home to little Stephen F. Austin Cinderella PK 
Cinderella comes knocking and takes home the win. Stephen F. Smith, yeah, that was watching that game. That was uh, that was fun. He got the ball, and you could see the shot clock. And was he going to be able to get it off in time? Was he going to pull up? What was he going to do? He at least saw him lift his head up. A Bahamanian, too. So he got emotional in the postgame about the uh, weather situation there yep. earlier this year. And everything they'd been through and everything they'd lost. And he made that bucket, and that was cool for them. For BYU, it was a decent first half, but then they gave up the 9-0 run early in the second half, and it was over from there as Kansas took complete control of that. A lot of threes that went in against UCLA. It went in in the first half against Kansas. We're coming up short. One yeah, after another. Like they were out of gas. Yeah. I was surprised that it took almost to the first media timeout for Jay Billis to go off on the NCAA. I thought he would hit that earlier. Right from the get-go? Yeah, I really did, because it's a story, you know, nationally. I mean, we know that Yoli's not playing until, uh, what, the yeah, next week or so. And uh, But to the national audience, you know, they could have had it last night or two nights ago, but that was late night in the East. So I thought he would hit it earlier because he's been very outspoken. And the, I don't know that they would have beat them with Yoli Charles, but obviously he's a significant loss. The, the positive is that Kobe Lee is getting some mon- valuable minutes that could provide them, particularly with Baxter out this season, that could provide them with some added size that they're going to need. Because we talked about Dave Rose when he was on our show several years ago. He said Gonzaga not only has the best big man in the league, they have the second best, and usually they have the third best. <laughs> And so you're wondering, why is Gonzaga dominating? Well, that's one of the reasons. And Kobe Lee has gotten some valuable experience. And, you know, he looks okay. It's not like uh, he's a a world beater, but it looks like he can provide some minutes and help Childs there down low do his thing. He had a nice game. He's active anyway. Uh, So that's that's the positive there. The Billis thing, he did the thing, they call it the 94 feet. And where he, it's a basketball court here. It was the beach, and it was with Yoli. And Yoli's the one thing that you don't like, and to have a beard and, and the beard card. And then he makes a comment on Celius's. Does he have a mustache card? Folks, you're freaking weird. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta update it. You gotta update it. I know you want to be peculiar, and you get off on that, and that's great. But man, it just sounds, it sounds like you think, well, other religious groups don't let you dance. And you know how you think that's weird? Well, that's the way they think of you with that. Now, we're not talking about uh, Duck Dynasty here. But, you know, kids but that age, they want to do that. Those easy top beards? Come on now. They want to do that. We see it every spring with the pro day. Everybody's it, grown facial hair. Yeah. I mean, Morgan Scally is a faithful member of your faith, one of the most faithful guys I know. He's got a beard. He's, it's like Jesus and then Morgan Scally. And everything's fine there, and you can have it in your faith. Let them have it down, and the students. And it just comes off as... And, and did, you, did you hear this? Bronco Mendenhall's got a beard. Bronco Mendenhall's a beard. There were uh, photos of that on social media. That guy preached to us I know. every other press conference. Yeah. I When I covered BYU, I never went to church because I felt just going to Broncos press conference, you that recovered? was good enough. You recovered? I wasn't going to get any better, so why bother? Nah, I don't have to go to Mass tonight. Tuesday, I, I was done. 
Thank you, Bishop Bronco. Yeah, I mean, he pushed religion on it, more than anybody. The photo's up on the Facebook page, but you probably saw it on social media. Can it we allow a little rounds. facial hair? Nope. Why not? Because that's the rule. Well, yeah, the, but your, your child has had a whole bunch of rules that they've changed over the years. The only child strolling down the beach talking about facial hair yeah. was not the recruiting pitch that Mark Pope needed. No, not at all. And everybody's out there recording everything. That that clip will be sent to BYU recruits by opposing coaches. You think it will? Yes, absolutely. You think Larry's going to send it? Anybody who's going head-to-head okay, with the BYU then, guy. Okay, well, then Pope sends Coastal Carolina. So then Larry... Well, see, they got beat by Coastal Carolina. Utah did. <laughs> okay. And then Larry will send... Some, then, Larry, then Pope will send back Tulane. So then, I mean, where does it end, though, Dave? I mean, you could just, you, you just, before you know it, you just spent three weeks just spending, spending stuff back and forth. So I don't know how that big of a deal it is in that way, but it just looks bad. Virginia Tech, third place game for the Cougars tonight, 9.30 on ESPN2. Weaver State beaten again. Murray State got them 69-68. The Wildcats are off to a 1-4 and four start playing Northeastern, a 9 a.m. game. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. You know, I'm just not thinking about that right now. We're just thinking about the chance to play another game. I don't think our guys really worry about the record as much as how well they're playing right now, and that's it's a lot of fun. The guys are growing and getting better, and we're, we're able to do it with some wins in our pocket, you know. So I think we're just focused on this one being the last game of the year and just praise our guys for, for giving them another opportunity to play together. But I'm really looking forward to this week and having gratitude this week. It just makes sense that we're in a great spot and just keep playing. Kalani Sataki, the eight win mark, not a big deal as they prepare for San Diego State. Every game is a game unto itself. I guess they don't get anything. The players, do they get anything different? They, Feels they, good to be eight and four. Do they get anything different? What are you talking about? If you're seven and five versus eight and four, I mean, it feels different. You get anything per win? What do you, yes. I don't get it. What? what do you get? Nothing. That's what I said. Do you get anything different? Not really. It's rhetorical. Oh, 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 okay. I thought you were actually asking. Is there like a... Don't waste my time with rhetoricalness. Rhetoricality. College football rankings are out, and the records are all nice and neat now. They stopped scattering one-loss teams below the two-loss teams and bunched them all up, PK, so they can jump whoever they want here the last two weeks. The three undefeateds at the top... Then six once beatens, and the Utes right at number six, where I think most people assume they'd be after they saw Oregon lose. They move up a notch. Still Georgia four and Alabama five, and then Utah and Oklahoma. Minnesota and Baylor loitering there should they run the table. Well, I don't think there was any news there to me. What you would have written down before the show started. Yeah. I mean, they need Georgia and Oklahoma and Alabama to lose. And if that happens, and they win their two games, they're going to get in. If that doesn't happen, it's up for debate. I happen to think the debate will not fall favorably, but that's my opinion versus whoever else has an opinion. And somehow, if you say that, you're a hater. Yes. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, I, I should show you a text I got. I really appreciate your friendship over the years. <laughs> but they think I'm a hater. So be it. It's the way I see it. 
But the uh, good news that I saw, the, to me, possibly the best news out of that thing was maybe Ohio State and Utah in the Fiesta Bowl. Dream scenarios. Yeah. We will spell that out in the next segment. We were uh, talking about it this, uh, with Chris Camrani walking out of the uh, press conference on Monday. It could happen, PK. To what level of possibility, I'm not sure. But in my mind, there's just as much that as the peach against uh, LSU or wherever else it might be. Now, with the with the change in the uh, one, one and two there, because he moved Ohio State up. All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. I'm trying to win the Super Bowl, and we taking the game at a time. I'm not worried about MVP, you know. If it come, and come. I'll be satisfied, but I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. That's, that's a team award, and that's what I want. That's Lamar Jackson. A lot of Lamar Jackson for MVP talk, the way he's gone uh, berserk the last two or three weeks. Coming off the five-touchdown performance Monday night. He's got 11 touchdowns in three weeks. All about the team, PK, and they look like they have a pretty good shot at the Super Bowl. How many is MVPs did uh, Joe Montana man? How many John Elway Wade? How many Tom Brady? No, nobody knows. Nobody, nobody cares. Knows. Right. It's cool to have it in the moment, yeah. but what you remember is how many Super Bowls they have. Right. Thanksgiving Day schedule is uh, not really all that inspiring. Maybe we'll end up with some dramatic games, but... Bears and Lions in the morning, Bills and Cowboys in the afternoon, Saints and Falcons at night. Saints and Falcons probably seem like a good idea, but Atlanta's season completely unraveled. Bills and Cowboys looks like the best matchup of the three. Cowboys battling for a division title. Bills with a better record, but chasing the Patriots, they're battling for a wild card over there in the, uh, in the AFC. DJ and PK, there are the headlines. That is what is trending. And it's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Riley Jensen joins us at 8 o'clock, our college football insider. Next, we will get to the dream scenario. We've talked about the nightmares and how Utah, everything could go wrong. But what if everything goes right? How would it end up? We'll get to that next. Stay with us. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The quarterback at BYU, Zach Wilson. Wanted to get your thoughts on the Kalani Satake extension. What took so long and what was the players' reactions after it was all said and done? You know, there's not another person that deserves it more than him. And he's such a great head coach. And even though it's been a little rough, bumpy roads and it's been tough to figure out what this team needs, you know, I think he's figured it out now. And so um, I'm not sure what took him so long, but it was great that they finally made the extension happen. And, you know, he's a great coach and the players were just all so pumped for him. I know people are starting to pass around extend quality shirts. And, you know, I'm so pumped that he's still here and so my little brother gets to have him for the next four years and he'll be here as well and so, you know, the players are just pumped that we could have someone like this back. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Join Hans and Scotty Friday from noon to 3. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, no surgery, and no needles. All right, PK, we've talked about the nightmare scenarios. 
how the SEC could be gifted two, three, four, possibly five of the four. 12 and one in the Rose Bowl. That's what we define as a nightmare. Yes. Not me. Horrible. In your mind, maybe, not me. Are you ready for something warm and playoff-oriented? Yes, the Rose Bowl. Very much ready for it. And yet not playoff-oriented. In my mind, it is. That's just 13 people decide. I don't, I don't look at them as kings. You may. You're free to think whatever you want, but in my mind, no. But go ahead. Ohio State. Fiesta Bowl. Number one, Ohio State, getting sent west. They give the one seed the most preferable site and all that. Would Ohio State rather be in Atlanta? I guess that's a little closer. I don't think it matters in the least to them. I could be wrong. I don't speak for Ohio State. I don't speak for anybody. But uh, I I think you'd be better off with them in Glendale and SEC Clemson in Atlanta. That makes complete and total sense. Clemson as the number three, LSU as the number two, and let them play in Atlanta. Yeah, that's far more. Here you you would only accommodate necessarily one team. There you would accommodate three teams if the Utes got the fourth bid. So why not do that? It's about making money. And that would make the most money. Yeah. If Atlanta and uh, Glendale are seen as a push for Ohio State, it's awesome for everybody else. Right. But they have said they're going to try and accommodate number one. I don't know that there's anything great when you're Ohio State because you're just not playing in the upper Midwest. I don't know they would care. It'd be sweet for Ute fans who could drive to the game. Tickets would be outrageous. They have the Utah and Ohio State – would both bring a lot of people to a game. Ohio like State's going to bring it if they played it on Pluto. <laughs> this is whatever. what they live for. Yeah. yeah. This is all they got. This is what they care about the most. This is a, They spend literally millions of dollars. I'm not sure anybody spends more money on football than Ohio State. If it is, it's not very much. So I don't think they necessarily care where they go. They've got a strong, strong presence in the Phoenix area. I've been there many times when... Ohio State folks have been running around like crazy. So I think that could be a, a, a very good possibility. There's, I don't think there's any matchup like the NCAA tournament tries to do in basketball. Pit a coach against his former team or a mentor plays his protege and those types of things. I don't think there's anything involved in any of these where you can spin it and it's college football, which is the second biggest sport we have behind the NFL football. So they don't need to spin it that way. The storylines are what they are. Even if there aren't any, they're still enough. You don't need to manufacture something like they do, tend to do in college basketball with so many games. And I get why they would do that over there, but you don't need to do it over here. So that could be a plus. Because if I'm a Ute fan... It doesn't matter who we play. They're all going to be tough. I would pro- I would go for location. So if you get in, I think most of you fans have already settled on, okay, if we get in, we're going to be the fourth team. And just getting in. See, that's what makes me a little nervous from their perspective. Getting in would be as the triumph. Getting to the Rose Bowl isn't the triumph. Winning the Rose Bowl is the triumph. The playoff is the triumph. 
So are you going to be satisfied by getting it? Because we've been talking about it for weeks. And if you dare say, yeah, I just don't think they're going to get in. You're a hater. You're a hack. You make up stuff. You get personal about people. You're lazy. Yeah. Do some research. Right. Yeah. We understand that. No wonder why I had one. No wonder why Majerus hated you all those years. I mean, that's, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, so you, that's what you get if you if you want to have the popular opinion and all that. They, they they deserve it above everybody else, and it would just be an absolute joke if they didn't get in. I mean, I can say that if that's what you want to hear. But I didn't last 18 years saying what you want to hear. So I don't think that anybody is thinking, wow, we need to be second, we need to be third. They'll they'll be fourth. And that's I'm a little nervous on that. Getting to the playoff is considered the victory. Here winning the Rose Bowl is considered the victory. Not getting to the Rose Bowl, winning the Rose Bowl. So there's a different mindset there. I don't know how it affects the team, but among the fan know, base, yeah. I get your point about the mindset. Yeah. But given three weeks to prepare I don't think they're going to be sitting around saying, well, we're in. Whatever happens, happens. It's three weeks to try to figure out how to stop a really potent team. Whoever it ends up being. I mean, you can have six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, the team's going to be really good. They're going to have just as much time as you. So that's a wash. Uh, but maybe they can get in, keep Ohio State at one, get four, and – Go to it's in Glendale, not Tempe. The last time you played in Fiesta Bowls, on the other side of town now, at the Cardinal Stadium, not at the Devil Stadium, and that would be great. That would be the best case scenario there to be able to do that. As far as Atlanta, because you go to Atlanta, you won't have near the fans, and it might be a dreary environment, or certainly a one-sided environment. And that wouldn't be good for you. I'd much rather have the Rose Bowl where you'll have at least 50,000. At least half the crowd will be in red. And that will be a phenomenal selling point for your program. People will remember who won the Rose Bowl. Nobody will remember who won the semifinal and then lost in the final. They remember the champ and the other stuff all falls away. Yeah. But you'll remember the Rose Bowl if you win it. I was about to argue that, and then I thought, well, both those things are true. I remember that Washington lost in the semi, and I remember that Oregon won their semi, and Oregon won their semi in the Rose Bowl. They got to win the Rose Bowl and win their semi at the same time, just because of the way the rotation worked out that year, and they smoked Florida State. That's not to say you couldn't win both games, and if you won both games, then obviously that would be more memorable than the Rose Bowl, but that's going to be very difficult. Uh, I mean, you haven't really been challenged to that level. You can be as great as you want, and I think you are great, but nevertheless, you haven't been challenged to that level. I mean, you currently haven't played, uh, haven't beaten any team that's ranked. Only ranked opponent is USC, and that's the only loss of the year. They're sitting down there at 22. Washington. And USC lost to BYU. Yes, they did. Lost to BYU. I mean, BYU has more wins over ranked teams than Utah. Weird, huh? <laughs> How about that? BYU fans, you take any solace and consolation? You have more wins over playoff ranked teams. I don't think than they Utah I don't does. think they do because if they did, I think we'd see it all over social media. Why not? 
because we see it all over social media. I think because they've lost every year for how many people are on social media? Twenty percent of the people. Yeah, but some of the loudest people are on social media. Well, they're the only people who are on it. If you're on it, have you had anyone, just any neighbor, bring that up? Anybody in the hood? Fourteen. You have not. It's winter. I don't see anybody. Okay. I perp. I'm a hermit. (laughs) I, I don't talk to people very much. So. We're down there playing golf with a couple of guys on uh, last Friday in Phoenix. And they want to know what I did. So I told them they were all intrigued. And the 16th hole, guy says to me, you know, for somebody who talks for a living, you don't talk very much. (laughs) (laughs) You don't. You're pretty quiet. I've golfed with you. (laughs) I said, well, yeah, I talk 20 hours a week. What do I want to talk now for? (laughs) And the other guy was throwing down the hooch. Like, uh, it was New Year's Eve, and his life depended on it. And he kept repeating the same questions. He'd forget. And he, no, he said, he was, you just like, on like the fifth hole, you got to ask something. Lost, and huh? on the eighth hole, he just asked you the same thing again? Yeah, like, he literally <laughs> asked, so, uh, where do you live? Sandy. Oh, my company! We make, we make deliveries to Sandy Point, Idaho. Okay, what the that's, hell are you talking about? That's got and that's like the anything. fifth time you've asked me where I live. And I've told you, and you keep forgetting. And he wasn't that serious about golf. His buddy was very much serious. And his buddy could hit it a mile, and his buddy was pretty good. And the other guy, the other guy was a great dude. It was fun to play with him, fun to play with both those guys. Uh, but, uh, but Sandy Point, Idaho came up a couple times too. Yeah, because he, he would forget the backstory. And I'd have to tell them about, and they were all, you know, it's a cool job. I get it. And they're, I, I told you this story. I once had a guy who pitched in the major leagues who kept asking me about and kept saying how cool my job was. And I finally said, yeah, it is cool. But you pitched in the big leagues. <laughs> so, I mean, and he's uh, in his late 40s now. So yeah, I get and he's it. He's oohing on over your yeah, job, yeah. and you look at him like, <laughs> like you're one of the few people who shouldn't be impressed with my job. I watched you start a game in Wrigley Field because he's an extended family member, loosely. So I've known him for many, many years, and so he's just uh, Is he like a cousin-in-law, extended family member, loosely. He's okay. Way you want to know? My sister lives with a guy, and it's his nephew. Ah, oh, that is extended family member loosely. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, he was in the show. Yeah, he was. And I saw him play, pitch for the Cubs, and he's just going on about my job. He thinks your gig is sweet. And it is sweet. I, yeah, I, I hit is. the lottery. I've said a thousand yeah. times over, I'm the luckiest dude in the world. I'm Lou Gehrig. But, and all but. That. Yeah. This as cool as this yeah. is, <laughs> standing on the bump at Wrigley Field. Yeah, exactly. Nothing happens till I throw this little white pill. That's pretty cool. Harry Carey called your name, and that okay. Now, now, that's, really, awesome. now that's even a step yes. higher. That goes up a whole nother that's level. That's another yeah. level. Yeah, I finally because he kept going on, and we hadn't seen each other for a while because he lives back east, and he came out to Arizona. <laughs> Just let him go and go. You know you pitched in the major leagues, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know that. So we were together like three days in a row, and finally the third day, I did say, hey, "You're a former big league pitcher." <laughs> 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 that's that's like uh, at least anybody who played ball, baseball. You know, when I grew up, uh, that was my dream: play third base for the Dodgers. And the dream died hard. 
uh, and you, you you got there. You lived the dream. Yeah. Uh, so, and he's yeah, re- he's very so quiet about it. So does he have? Uh, are there other people with that level of athletic ability, or is he like the total outlier in his family? Well, they're athletic, but not that athletic. Okay. I mean, the other guy played college basketball. They were tall, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're fine athletically. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the nephew got to the big leagues, you yeah. know, and he runs uh, a pitching academy back east. But he's very he's very understated about it. Cool. Yeah. Good gig. Right. Yeah. So in he's, the bigs. He's going to town on my gig, and it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it every single day. It's awesome. I, I'm so fortunate and lucky. I get it a hundred thousand times over. I I can't keep saying it because I I think about it every day. How fortunate it is, and what a great job it is. Uh, but it was just funny. This guy. They kept talking about it, and the guy kept getting sloshed, and and he would forget. And so like every four holes, we would start over. It was like Groundhog Day. I got you, babe. <laughs> the conversation would start over again like we hadn't had it on the eighth hole. Now we're having it on the 13th hole. Where do you live? Sandy. The insurance guy's going to come around the corner. I'm not stepping in that puddle. That was, it doesn't matter what I eat. Funny. So I haven't spoken to many people this time of year about it, but I, if I'm a cougar... Yeah, it's something to hold on to, but then they just come back with, uh, we beat you nine in a row. That's why I just don't think Bayou is going to throw but I mean, it's ironic. Things. I it's I ironic. Know. I don't think it's ironic. Why, why is I think it Because it, they beat him on the field. Ironic is just like a convergence of events. BYU earned those two wins out on the field. I think of ironic, and maybe that's just me. And you, and if you're you're 100 correct in your statement in it that it's ironic, but for me, that I, irony is just something that happens in the world that's weird. This, well, what, I think what's weird is Utah beat BYU, BYU beat USC, USC beat Utah. It's more normal to say, well, Utah beat BYU and Utah beat Washington. And then Washington beat BYU. You know, somebody won twice, but that whole everybody beat somebody and everybody lost to somebody. Except that's what is keeping out Utah of the playoff right well, now. Well, that, that's a fact, yes. So there is bearing were, on it. For all the stuff we've talked yeah. about, SEC bias and inherent stuff built into the system. Those against, teams all have wins that you don't. If you had that win and you're undefeated, they'd be four. The Pac-12 bias wouldn't let them be three, but they'd be four. Uh, who cares? But... Yeah, fine. I'll go. I can argue no, but it doesn't matter. In is in. Right. If you're in fourth place, you're in. So that's all that matters. And so they don't have, they don't have a win that BYU has two of. And then Washington has laid an egg. Washington is the most disappointing team in the conference this year. Six and five now, and they could lose yeah. the rivalry game and be six and six. Yeah, you're Washington, and we thought Chris Peterson had something built. And it looked like he had, well, this year they hit bottom in the high sense that Washington is. I mean, you don't, you don't drop those elite programs, don't drop to a potential 6-6. Six and six. And yet here they are. Yeah. And maybe you can explain away the Oregon and the Utah loss, but, man, losing to Cal, Stanford, and Colorado, yikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even if one of the three had taken you down because it played a great game, and Cal, Cal was probably a pretty good team because they had Garbers then, and they got off to a 4-0 start. So maybe Cal was really onto something in the quarterback injury. But you can't Stanford. And, you have yeah, to remember you, that Stanford game and Colorado had, are just they're bad losses. They're really bad. 
when you're Washington and you think you got it going, you've won two of the last three conference titles. And the Cal deal also, they just had that lengthy delay. The lights they did, went out. but yeah. their quarterback is supposed to be, in well, the yeah. eyes of some, being in a big NFL Correct. dude, and they barely yeah. got the ball in the end zone. Uh, they so. have been a massive disappointment this year. And, yeah, and they kicked the crap out of BYU. It wasn't competitive, not from the start. You knew by the middle of the first quarter. You, you know, knew how it was going. You got Yeah, this, this game is already decided. It's just a question, can BYU save a little face here? And at that point, they, they thumped BYU, and then they went and beat USC, and they were 4-1, and one, and it looked like they were on their way to something. Uh-huh. But yeah, the Stanford and Colorado losses... It would feel really different if they were eight and three going into the Apple Cup as, oh, last as opposed week? to six yeah, and five. Come on, yeah. Come on, man. A Colorado team that was in the toilet, and and you lose to them—that's just unacceptable, man. I don't know how else to say it. So, yeah, that's what's keeping BYU, Utah out of it is they don't have the big time quality win. And the problem is that nobody in the conference, the conference, let them down. They let themselves down with a weak non-conference schedule but then the conference has let them down because they can't do anything about the conference schedule and they got four teams sitting on six and five and a couple more sitting on five and six it's just that's not going to impress anybody now yeah who are the six and fives you got the, the devils six, washington washington state and cal they're all at six and five oregon state and colorado are so five utah's and six. beaten four teams that are six and five uh yeah, they beat all four of those teams. Yach, make a note on that thing that I just sent you. I had three teams at six and five. Change it to four. Edit. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> needs an editor before you post it. <laughs> uh, it's down towards the bottom. Uh, yeah, so the conference let them down. They didn't let themselves down in the conference. They and they beat most of those teams. They drilled them soundly. And there's three more teams at four and seven. Yeah. So it's a whole lot of uninspiring four and seven, five and six, six and five. That's nine of the 12 teams in the conference. And then the one team they need to win out loses. Yeah. Thanks for that, Oregon. <laughs> so they're getting like zero help get a from their conference. Yeah. That would have been a lot of buzz. You watch the college football shows that they have during the week or the ranking show last night, and they were talking about 12-1 and versus 12-1, and and now you don't get that boost. No. Or it'd be 11-1 versus 11-1 to get to 12-1. and Right. And I'm thinking, well, 10-2 is not that awful. But But in a playoff sense, because you didn't have something else, Georgia can point to a Notre Dame, and now I hear people screaming Alabama. Okay, Georgia points to Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's going to be 10-2, and two, and Alabama's going to point to Auburn, and Auburn's going to be 8-4, and four, and this is the built-in bias against the Pac-12. Except, so now, except Notre Dame lost to teams that are ranked. And Oregon's lost Arizona State. Right, so I don't you know. Uh, you're, you're trying to create a bias that doesn't exist. Well, why are we celebrating the 8-4 and four Auburn? Because Auburn's losses are all big time? Yeah. Because the rankings they unveiled, and I mean, they spend most of the time in the show talking about the top four and then down to six or seven. But, you know, they rank them all the way through 25, and Auburn is the highest ranked well, three-loss team. two things for Alabama. If they beat Auburn and they have a one-score loss to LSU. If Utah would have had a one-score loss to SC uh, and yeah. SC would be 11-0. and zero, That'd be one thing. Yeah. 
But they're going to have the win over the 8-4 and four team and point to your loss over the 8-4 and four team. Yeah. Now, I also think that Alabama isn't going to get in anyway if Georgia and Oklahoma win. So it's not going to matter. Georgia and Oklahoma win. Doesn't, isn't Bama out just if Georgia wins? Right. Yeah, that alone. I know. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So if Georgia loses, but Oklahoma wins, yeah. Bama will still get passed over. I think they will. You think they'll... they'll... Oklahoma was my team all along that I was most worried yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, I've been no, saying it for weeks. It's, right. They've got the brand name. Yeah. they got the quarterback brand name. So and, and, they'll, and they'll have some decent wins. And they got a chance to beat Baylor twice. And, Baylor and could, Oklahoma State's not trash. No, they're not. And you got and it's on the road, right? And I don't know how much I, that rivalry really matters home and away. It's not that far still apart. Still water to Norman. Yeah, but it's still a road win. It is at Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma yeah. State is ranked, so yeah. they get a chance to put another win over a ranked team. Now they might knock them out of the rankings, I guess. So, yeah, but twenty-one this, this close at the end of the season. Could it's like enough. the Devils were ranked when they played the Utes, but it was so long ago. I know. If the Devils were ranked and these two teams played Saturday and then Utah knocked them out, it would carry more weight because it was later closer to the finish in my mind. So it would carry more weight. But Oklahoma's a chance to have a win over 8-4 and four Oklahoma State and then have two wins over an eleven, what would be an 11-2 and two Baylor team, assuming Baylor wins at Kansas this week, which I assume they will. Right. So they'd be 11-2, and two, and like Oklahoma is the only thing standing between them and unbeaten season, and they take them down twice, assuming that they seal the, the deal. The only real argument that the Pac-12 can have, and I know this is unpopular, so send me your hate mail, Uh-oh. is that uh, is if Alabama gets in over Utah. I don't see a scenario in my mind that is equitable have Utah losing out to Alabama but if they lose out to Georgia or Oklahoma well then they're losing out to another 12 and 1 conference champion and then they've got scheduling that you don't have they've got more quality whereas wins. Alabama would be 11 and 1 without that 13th data point that they made such yeah, a big beat, deal about they beat Auburn they made the committee made such a big right. deal about that when they left out uh, Baylor and TCU the first year when the Big 12 didn't have a title game. Mm-hmm. That was like the biggest thing. So you can't look the other way on that on Alabama now. But right. you wouldn't have to on Georgia and Oklahoma. All right, DJ PK, uh, when we come back, Yoli Child strolling on the beach and Bronco Mendenhall sitting at a press conference and the juxtaposition between the two couldn't be more striking, could it, PK? We will get to that next, 97.5 and 1280 in the zone. Win, win. It's a win ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. DJPK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Now I get all logical. Do you agree with me or mock me? What? So I was looking on social media a couple days ago, and they put the um, 94-foot walk on the beach 
mm-hmm. with Jay Billis, and they're strolling on the beach, which it's actually, mm-hmm. you can't quite hear all of it because the waves were really loud. That's good. <laughs> the waves were so loud. Now, they weren't these big six-foot crashing waves. They're just these little they waves. Don't, right where I've been where they, they don't have big waves right yeah. there. They do have around the corner by Kapalua, but where they stay but in Lahaina there. More of a bay, and it's just quieter. Yeah, they're like little waves. Right. But they're, it's gorgeous. It's it looked gorgeous. really good. Been there many times. The sand looks spectacular. Mm-hmm. There's Jay Billis and Yoli Childs walking, having this short little chat, and Yoli's talking mm-hmm. about not being able to have a beard at BYU, which, as you brought up earlier in the show, and it's 100% spot on, that's going to strike a lot of recruits and a lot of fans around the country as weird. Why? And the stuff I've read here, it goes back to the Vietnam War. And be clean. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Sad, sad, sad. Well, I don't give a damn. Nip stop is Vietnam. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. <laughs> so, hey, I was there protesting back in the day. There have been multiple players over the years. Please, not so much anymore because now it's more orchestrated. We, we used to just stop players ourselves as they walked off the field, and that's kind of the air when this happened more. Now they know they're getting an interview. They come out. It's, it's not quite the same deal. But 5 o'clock shadow. I don't get A it. day's worth of growth. Don't put me on TV. I'll get in a lot of trouble. Okay, I won't talk to you today. And that was on the, in the days where you weren't there on, on Tuesday and they couldn't talk. You'd be back on Thursday and you'd talk to them. And now they're off limits and it's all organized. It's different. But nonetheless, this stress has been there for a long time. And now we see Bronco, who is the head coach, enforce the rules, promote the Bronco. rules. And he's sitting, he's sitting at a press conference and he's got the, the growth. It's not the full-on... Uh, well, it's in the process. He says he's keeping it as long as they win. That was exactly the Virginia line. They beat Virginia Tech uh, this that was weekend. exactly the line. It's Saturday, right? <clears throat> There's them. clearly a little... The players uh, know he's Mr. Straight Arrow guy, and he's got a little beard, and somehow it's uh, it's fun for them. And it's, okay, if you and win, I, I'll keep growing this I'm, thing. I don't know winning. this for sure, but I think I saw a little dip in his lip. Get out. You did not. <laughs> You're making it up. <laughs> Bronco and tobacco products. I think not. It could have been bubble gum. Doesn't hey, have to I'm be. I'm Bronco Mendenhall, the new football coach, and I'm the newest Wahoo. See, doesn't he sound different right there? He did actually. Yes, he's like wild and crazy. And that was awesome, Yaki. <laughs> well, when we, oh, I've had that for a while. But know, we no. had him on when they got the first bull bid. He sounded so much more relaxed when he was yeah. Out there in hey, look at hey, what up, dog. <laughs> hey, they're eight and three, playing their rival for the division title and a spot in the ACC title game. I'll keep growing this if you keep winning, because nine and three of Virginia is off the charts. Uh, Broncos done an amazing job. It's, he did an amazing job in Provo. He's done an amazing, amazing job in Charlottesville. Those are facts. I don't see how you can argue either of those. And he's growing a beard, and his kid's on a mission. He preached more gospel than anybody I've ever seen from the sports perspective. I mean, he made Tim Tebow look like an atheist. (laughs) That was a good line. That was quality. Did you just come up with that, or are you sitting on that one? Okay. I don't know. It's me. I don't rehearse anything. Thanks, Pat. You're welcome. <laughs> so, and there he is growing a beard, and Yoli's on the beach. He'd like to grow a beard. Let the kid grow a beard. I mean, I look at some of the pictures. Uh, one of your uh, leading presidents back in the day, I saw him. What's his name? Uh, George Albert Sinatra. He had a long beard. George Albert Sinatra, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Joseph F. Smith, but we'll go with George Albert Sinatra. 
I thought there was a George Albert Smith. George some, Albert Smith. He had, he had a long beard. He had a goatee. Right. Well, there you go. Fran- and Francis Albert Sinatra. Francis Albert Sinatra. <laughs> Everybody knows Frank knows his middle name was Albert. Well, it's got to be Francis A. Sinatra. We called him Al. Where do you think that song you can call me Al came from? So I don't get it. Loosen up. Taysom Hill. A Tanner Mangum. I saw Tanner the other day. The guy's running around doing all sorts of media now. He's got a been. He looks really good. The guy's a good-looking dude, sharp dude. I mean, come on. So it's up on Facebook. Is it, uh, is it time to change the role and allow beards? When it comes time for a free Yoli, it has nothing to do with the NCAA. Who's more stricter? BYU or the NCAA? Ask Yoli, would you rather play in nine games or grow a beard? I bet you he'd say grow a beard. Yeah, he might not. <laughs> he might say play. <laughs> He's out there in Maui thinking, this is Kansas. I'd like to take a run at these guys. Hey, we're not in Kansas anymore. No, you're in Maui, baby. <laughs> you can tell by those waves that are four inches. So the last time we were there, I took, uh, which uh, the, well, not the last time, but the last time I went for the watchdog mm-hmm. was in 2004. Steve Cleveland's last year. So I went once at BYU and I think three times with Utah because Majerus loved that. And and, they, and and I give you two quick stories. One was uh, they had the press conference on Saturday, Sunday morning at the hotel, the Marriott. They don't stay at the Marriott anymore because they changed the Marriott. It's now a timeshare spiel. But he Majerus wouldn't show up to the morning press conference because it interfered with his workout. So there's Donnie Daniels. And it's, a, it's it's sort of an outdoor thing. And you got Bob Knight's there. Gary Williams is there. All the guest Shashevsky, all these big names. And dudes. Rick sent an assistant. And, and, and so Donnie's there. Uh, Rick couldn't make it. And there you see Majerus behind us walking out of the workout room. <laughs> a complete and total disregard for any rule that he didn't set. Bob, you can send an assistant too. I don't know what you're doing. Right. And so there's Donnie sitting there. And Majerus, you see him walking right behind. Maui's a TV show, guys. We don't have to cater to the beat reporters in their little press conference. Which, by the way, he'd be right about. Yeah. It is a TV show. And then I, well, one year we took my kids, uh, to actually twice. Oh, uh, I took my parents one time, and my mother goes in the room, starts smoking. I said, Man, you can't smoke in here. Oh, no one will see. Yeah, I know. But everybody will smell it, so stop it. And uh, another time, uh, my, my daughter was probably five years old. And uh, you can snorkel, and there's turtles. But then if you had the turtles would be, if you saw them, you'd get like 100 people off the beach would go running out there. There's a turtle! So, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing? Yeah, right. so we, we tried to be quiet. Well, my daughter does not know what quiet means. So she calls out. As I said, if you see him, let me know and I'll come out. She calls out. I'm standing there right at the water's edge. Dad, there's turtles right here! And sure enough, boom. <laughs> I said, don't do that. Keep it quiet. <laughs> you needed a sign. Well, just like, yeah, they wave me over. (laughs) I'm looking. Don't yell. All right, DJ and PK, we're talking football with Riley Jensen next. Get his thoughts on BYU and San Diego State on the rankings with the Utes now sixth with the committee. We'll talk uh, college football with Riley next. Stay with us.